This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome off the rack of Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take books in the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that come out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, welcome to Comic Pop. If you're new, we're going to be giving a uh, giveaway right now. Uh, there's a number of things actually at the front of the show we're going to talk about. First of which is, you could win a trade paperback and a sticker if you watch the show and use the hashtag bloodshot in the chat right now. So if you're watching this afterwards, I'm sorry, you'll have to skip ahead. But uh, <laughs> for those of you who are watching right now, you're in for a treat because we're doing a little giveaway. So uh, the good people at Valiant wanted us to let you know that uh, the you can win uh, at least this copy of a trade paperback from Bloodshot Book One. That's the first several issues of the latest Bloodshot series, uh, which you can pick up. Um, actually, it'll be on sale pretty soon, and it'll be available uh, for you as soon as you win. Yeah. Uh, it's by Tim Seeley, Brett Booth, uh, Aldelso Corona, Andrew Dalhouse, and Dave Sharp. Uh, this will be on sale on Wednesday for about 10 bucks, but you can get it for free if you uh, are randomly selected by participating in the chat right. by using the hashtag bloodshot um basically uh if you're not familiar with bloodshot it's a fun little like relaunch of the title uh if you're looking to get into bloodshot for the movie mm -hmm. um this there's another bloodshot collection that'll give you kind of context for what the story's about for the movie right but this is to get you on the ground floor of like a currently running bloodshot book that we think is kind of awesome looking brett booth's art is on full display it looks incredible and the book itself is super kinetic super fun and uh it's it's exactly what i would hope to get from a bloodshot book right and so if you're digging bloodshot or if you're you're thinking about jumping in you couldn't do worse than getting the first trade of the first several issues of this run <laughs> so uh yeah you can win this at some point during the show when you do win not only is this a valiant giveaway it's also a comp op giveaway so you're gonna get probably one or two of these uh these fine things that the lovely and talented tiffany's holding uh, we have stickers that are of high quality and also uh, highly sculpted you you created these you designed these uh and made them specifically cater for the comp pop viewing audience um they are of course speech bubbles that feature two of our most infamous or famous quotes which you can of course find uh actually this is not for sale anywhere you can't get these stickers unless you met us at new york comic-con this past year um we're going to be making them available in the future but if you want these stickers or if you want this trade or if you want both uh use the hashtag bloodshot during the show you can win it <laughs> you could be in it to win it um yeah that's not how that works my favorite quote from ethan uh, and then he ran even faster. I don't know who that's referencing, but whoever it is, it's pretty funny. Uh, and of course... Are you being sarcastic? I'm being sarcastic, oh, okay, cool. obviously. <laughs> talking about uh, Quicksilver. Yes. And I play Comic Pop, or watch, or YouTube, whatever. We wanted to do something kind of fun and, and whimsical with the, with the heart con uh, conceit. So anyway, uh, check that out. Participate, and we'll get into the comics uh, lickety split by the way uh so this episode is sponsored by valiant thank you for doing this uh this giveaway thank you very much to valiant for giving us a copy and for sending out one for you guys out there mm -hmm. um the other thing i wanted to mention is that it's also sponsored by viewers like you those of you who are watching the show right now can sponsor the show by using the super chats to ask a question make a comment and we will read it here on the program and the proceeds will go directly into the machine that is comic pop uh things are crazy and uncertain but this studio is still here after two and a half years. Uh, the rent went up, but uh, it's still hey, here. Hey, it's still here. 
Uh, but I'm very happy with it. I'm actually building an entire section just for tr uh, back issues. Not the show and not the trade paperbacks behind me. Actual floppies. Yeah. I'm going to make it look the most like a sweet comic book store as I can. Uh, I also don't know if we're ever going to shoot any in there. I just I just want to use it as a kind you, of like you library. Just want it. I just want it because right now they're all against the wall and it doesn't make any sense. You can't really get to them. But I really like the idea of going into a room and being like, oh, here they all are. I'm also I bought a HEPA filter to help to keep it kind of like <gasps> clean and fresh. Yay! Exciting. I know a lot of things happening, and you can help to make them happen by using the super chats. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna check in throughout the show to remind you to win this and these. So hashtag Bloodshot. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, uh, also, by the way, uh, this Wednesday, not only will this trade be available, but you can also get the second issue of Rye, which is relaunched, and the last issue of Dr. Mirage, which, uh, I know that you were a fan of that character. Yes. So, uh, check those out if you are, uh, catching things on Wednesday. We'll talk more about that in the, uh, <laughs> later on. If you're buying comics on Wednesday, Yeah, I don't if you're know. buying comics, I don't know, whatever, what, whatever, <laughs> whatever. So let's jump into it. Uh, the first book I want to talk about... Is Justice League? Uh, I don't know why I want to talk about it. It's yeah, more well, that I'm going to talk that. about it. Well, because it's because it's Jorge Jimenez, man, and he's great. <laughs> he's great, man. He's great, man. man. Uh, well, here's the thing. Okay, man. so uh, I, I saw a Scott Snyder tweet the other day that he really, really wants to do like a sequel to Dark Knight's Metal. What? And I'm like, yeah, you did that, man. It's called your entire run since Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah. Like. Perpetua is the mother of Barbatos. Give me a friggin' break. Throw me a frickin' bone here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, this Doom War has been going on way too long, and it's finally, forgivably, almost over. <gasps> almost? This Literally, it's almost been over, I think, for like a hundred days. It feels like, a, it feels like Tom King's Batman run, where it just won't stop, despite there being a termination date. Just Like 37 is written by Scott Snyder with art by Jorge Jimenez. The art is incredible. And the story is fun. In quotes. Here's the thing. Is that a Starro? Uh, yes. Well, of course, that's Jaro. Uh, Batman retained a Starro and, like, raised it from birth. So And he put it in a jar. Hence Jaro. And ironically, he called it Jaro. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't quite comprehend that, that it's not a good name. But No, but Jaro doesn't care. And Jaro talks like a 10-year-old boy, and he calls Batman Daddy. And it's like really kind of tragic and sad. His his greatest wish, uh, apropos of the Sixth Dimension story arc, was to become a Robin. I was going to say, Batman's all into this. He's like, wait, you don't have any parents? That's great. Me I, either. Okay. All, all right. the dark hair boys I take, all you need is dark hair yeah. and to look just like a miniature version of me and we're all set. It, 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 but if you don't, but you are colorful. Right. And, and that's, that's exactly. That's, that's equally important. That is, yeah. I slap just an equal. R on you, we're good. Right? I'm surprised you didn't call him like, no, it, it's really hard to make that work. It, it doesn't work. Anyway, <laughs> point is, so Batman uh, turns the Hall of Justice into a mech suit to fight the Legion of Doom's mech building and the legions, uh, the hordes, if you will, of, uh, of, of Doom-addled monsters that are under the thrall of Lex Luthor, who is, of course, a disciple of Perpetua, the greatest character ever created. The greatest wonder of them all. Indeed. Uh, so the idea here is that, like, the idea here is... Do they is, hold hands and sing? Do they hold hands and sing? They don't sing, but, like, they hope really hard. Like the end of every Scott Snyder team book I've ever read in my life. Um, 
the 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 rest everyone else has been suckered into going and fighting the 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 monsters which makes Losers. for like a pretty cool splash page by the way Jimenez is just like crushing it and proving that no matter what book he's ever on it'll be a book that I buy oh hey is that Swamp Thing back there yeah of course it's Swamp Thing out back there um, yeah he made it spoilers he's fine or Snyder doesn't give a shit. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so anyway, the uh, the Justice League hold hands and hope uh, and try to like get rid of the, I don't know, doom signal in the sky. It's making everyone miserable and sad enough to make Perpetua want to destroy everything. Uh, Perpetua starts destroying more realities. Remember, she destroyed the Gotham by Gaslight universe. Right. Uh, she's also destroying another universe, uh, Earth-44. Um, Where everyone has pipes. Yeah, well, there's a do. No, it's a metal <laughs> universe. But like no. the point is like uh, the universe, the planet's going to get destroyed. And then she's like, wait a minute. Um, my, my, my sons, the monitor and the other retcon guy that Snyder invented, yeah. uh, who hits a hammer on an anvil and creates rea realities or whatever. Um, he won't be relevant when, when Snyder's off the book. Right. Uh, he, those two really important characters are talking with like Shaira and, uh, well, Kendra Hall, I should say, mm -hmm. and, uh, their son from an alternate reality where he's definitely not their son. Mm -hmm. Uh, that is to say she and Martian Manhunter. Right. Um, uh, they're... He's not strong enough to, like, hit the anvil and, like, create a reality. But he is strong enough to use his, like, an his his hammer uh, to hit the planet that Perpetua threw at them. And, the, the, and striking that would create a portal which would allow Kendra and Shane to join the Justice League. And, like, hopefully their hope combined will, will solve the problem. Uh, their hope does combine and we get a last page reveal that is exactly like the last several last page reveals, which is the Justice League think they're going to win. Then they don't right at the last second. And then they hold out a little longer. And the last page reveal is that they're like, Oh my God, we're totally going to win this. And now they're glowy. And now they're glowy. Um, you know, criticism aside, it's, if you love Justice League, this is a fun story that will not stop. And if you're, like, on board, then you don't want it to stop. I, I know that, like, there are a lot of people who complain about, like, those endings that never ha that never stop, like Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I was not ready for that movie to be over. Right. And thankfully, Peter Jackson met my demands yeah, by giving me six different endings. He's just like, yeah, hang on. I got you. Right. Which is fair. I got you. That's fair. Uh, with, with, and, and if you love this run, then this is, like, the twelfth ending for you. And you're like, yes, more. Just draw it out a little longer. Uh, but that being said, eh, you know. Yeah, it seems like a big old huh. And we're wrapping up his run. Like, this will be Snyder's last, I think, story for Justice League. Like, I think he's out after this. Um, he's not leaving DC, obviously. Well, there's only so many times you guys can hold hands and hope. That, just because he's leaving Justice League doesn't mean they're not going to do that. Damn it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fun. It's cool. Like, again, like, don't get me wrong. You know, it's a fun story. It's just, it. I, I wish it were... I don't know, more nuanced. I wish it were cooler. I, I, I wish that everyone got, like, for as many characters as there are, like, nobody gets, like, a really... There are only a few people who get really, really big, cool moments. And the, mm -hmm. the bigger the cast gets, the more everyone gets marginalized. So it's, eh. It's just, it's just, it's just meh. And I'm not alone in thinking this, but, like, you know, I will be when the comments come. Uh, as if he had helping us out in the super chat, thank you very much. Eat that horse, continuing to consume equines, saying literally only X-Men book I've ever read was the original giant size X-Men, which came my X2 DVD when I was 13. Could I jump in with Dawn of X or are there certain runs I should probably read first? 
there's always runs you could read first. But I would recommend Hawks and Pox. Um, Dawn of X, you could jump in without any without much context because like the context is the mutants have an island, everyone's friends, and despite the fact that like they've conquered death, everyone's really upset that Professor X died. So it's like what? But uh, at the same time. Um, you could always fill in the gaps by being like, what are they talking about? Whenever they reference things, like when those, when those key characters are talking about something, you're like, what's that? You can go and, and find those. Yeah. I would ask any X-Men fan you have, and they have a thousand suggestions for you. X-Men. Yeah, X-Men. Um, <laughs> Somnus says, I don't know if this is late, but happy anniversary, guys. Y'all are some of the most hardworking folks I've seen. Uh, hope for nothing but great things for you both. Well, thank you very much, Thank Hot you Somnus. so much. Uh, actually, in, in point of fact, Tiffany and I are celebrating our second wedding anniversary today. Right now. Right now. With in you. Point of fact, we, had a, we had a very special dinner last night. We're we going to have another special dinner tonight. We are? Um, well, it'll be special because it'll be, you know, with you. Yay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thank you very much for the for the celebratory thank congratulations. I do sweet. appreciate it, man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but we wanted to. We were figuring, you know, we'll do the dinner last night. That way, we can do the show today. Yeah. Uh, because you know, uh, Valentino G, happy anniversary, you beautiful people. Thank you very much. Thank Valentino. you, thank you. Uh, that's very kind. Uh, William Schaefer, he uh, raised Starro in a jar, called a jarro. Did he put whiskey in that jarro? Yeah. He certainly talks like he's drunk all the time, but he could also just be like a ten-year-old boy. That's so also, I don't know. It's also the name of a song. Oh, I know. in the jar. Yeah. yeah. It, well, it's number of songs. I think Metallica did one. Well, did it an album called that or something? Yes, because it's based off of the Irish I song. I know, but I'm just saying. There's mul- depending on who you ask, could determine what whiskey in a jar you're referring to. It's all the same song. Yeah, I know. Tevi Smogo says, I really wish that John Kent's Superboy was in Justice League or uh, LEA. Uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I, I hear you, but he's not. He's in the Legion. Mm. So at least he's on a team. He's on a team. They He's on a team, and he'll be just, back. They didn't just kill him or anything. Once Bendis gets weary, sick, or joins Jeff Johns' company and makes movies. What? I'm just saying, Jeff Johns is a company that makes movies, oh. and he doesn't really work for DC anymore, but he does produce comics for DC under the company that he owns. Right. You know, he could always do worse than bringing in Bendis and having him, like, punch up the dialogue for those movies Ooh. he's producing, like the Green Lantern movie. Uh, if, if Bendis were to do that and leave comics, or at least leave DC, uh... You, the sky's the limit as far as John Kent's concerned. So yeah, uh, let's jump into another book. Let's do a book that you uh, read, Tiffany. What, what book did, would you like to Well, talk? you already have it open. I do have so a book So I guess open. I'm going to talk about that book. Oh, great. I read Ghost Rider 2099. Yay! Um, who did this and why? Sh- who should we blame for this? That's a really good question. Uh, I think it's Ed Brisson and Damien... Cucciero. There you go. Um, I read this book. Right. I don't know why. Because you like... I do. Because you're a sucker no, for Ghost Rider for some reason. I am a sucker for Ghost Rider. I don't know why, but I am. But um, what's really funny, too, is that you bought me a copy, and not I, me not knowing it, bought myself a copy. So you're welcome, Brisson. We bought, we, there's two copies. Now we own two copies. Two digital copies. Of this. Um, so I can't even get it signed. No. Um, Mail me a copy of Ghost Rider 299, Ed, Br- Ed Brisson. You owe me one. You... <laughs> uh, um, this takes place in Transverse, Transverse City. Yeah. Which is all about movement. Right. The whole city is moving constantly. Yeah. And there's like a class system. There are those who ride like... The top, like, you know, best cars ever on, like, the white roads, and they're perfect, and the whole city's, like, always moving. Yeah, we saw that in uh, 2099 Alpha. Right, which I assume is, like, it's just a big circle. Like, it has to be. I would hope. 
Otherwise, you would eventually leave the city and never come back. Right. You'd just be like, this is stupid. I'm leaving. <laughs> um, but then there's also the down rampers, which is like if you lived in um, Mega City. <laughs> oh, hey, something cool. Um, But not really. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, there, it's like also like, you don't know, stop moving or you'll die. So it's speed? Well, no, it's just that someone will kill you. Oh. Like, oh, you can't stop moving. It's still speed, though. Because, well, yeah. And like there are explosions. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so a group of, uh, like a gang, uh-huh. uh, stops this, uh, truck who is, uh, a truck for the company in I don't this? know. Demonics? Alchemics? No, oh. Demonics. D slash Monics, because it's internet. And, um, they think there's power cells in there, and they desperately want said power cells. Uh-huh. And, uh, it turns out there's no power cells in there. What? Um, there's, like, this, like, Terminator sitting there. Cool. Um, it's like a T-800. Yeah, it looks like it. It's like a T-800 merged with Ultron. Right. Kind of. Do they even bother to combine it with Ultron? Y- uh, no. Damn it. Right? So, um... It's just Metallo. No, it's true. It is kind of like that. Um, and there's a guy there who's... Uh, his name is Zero. And Zero has a leather jacket on that has a skull that's on fire. Dope! So you know already... What we're doing. You already know what's happening. Um, yeah. So he, like, he's a great hacker. So, like, he uses a machine that's, like, sort of like Ghost in the Shell. And, like, much like you would see in the 90s, he goes into the internet. Yeah, like Lawnmower Man. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, he, like, shuts down the security system for this place, which is where they found the skeleton mm-hmm. me- metal thing. And then we check in with Demonics, who headquarters is a mobile headquarters. Right, because they live in the grid Yeah, and, like, now. their main concern is building more white roads. And, like, they... What are white roads? The white roads are the roads that the, like, rich people, like, ride oh. on. They're, like, perfect and smooth and, like, fantastic. And it's, like, literally, like... The most first world problem I think I've ever heard in a comic book. Uh-huh. I'm sure that's not true. That's just what it feels like right now. Sure. Um, but um, they're already behind schedule because they like needed to take control of some of the down rampers like road area so they could build roads. Mm-hmm. And this dude came up with the system of like, well, we'll use this like robot guy to help clear things out and then we can build stuff. Okay. Look, I just need to get a metal robot into this comic so that I can make Ghost Rider out of it. Why not? Get off my ass. Why not just cut through all that and not do that? Because... Like, why not just say he's a robot? Because we also have, a, have to have like a tragic turn of events so that like it That's makes Ghost you Rider, think yeah. of like Johnny Blaze, but like, oh, but here's the twist. The guy who invented the robot and like works for the the Demonics Corporation mm-hmm. in like this um they call it like a very specific style of government, but basically they um yeah. They're all, it's like a collective. Actually, that may be what it's called. Mm. Where like they all like are connected and they all make decisions. Or I don't know if they're actually connected, but they all make decisions together. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, this old dude who's like the head of like hacking security or whatever, uh-huh. um, is Zero's dad. Oh no! What? And so when they find out that like this gang is like taken over the truck and like has hacked the security system and now the company can't even get into it because he did such a good job of like rerouting the firewall and all that crap yeah. that they realize it's his kid and they're like, well, I'm not, I know that the collective would make the decision, but instead um, you're just going to make the decision on your own. Right. Is the collective and demonics more important than, than your son? Right. Oh and he's no. like, what yes. A, what a Sophie's choice. Yes. He, he's like, well, he's like, here's the thing. He stopped being my son. When the moment this he happened. crossed me. Exactly. And so they set the self-destruct. He commands that they self set the self-destruct. He commands it. 
And uh, he tries, uh, Zero tries to warn his friends, even though he's still like in the mainframe, I guess. And <laughs> to get- hacking the mainframe? Yeah, oh yeah, he's hacking the hell out of it. Oh man. Um, but he's trying to warn them that it's gonna explode. They get out. Yeah. And he's still in there because his body's in there. Right. Um, and the truck blows up and it doesn't matter, it kills all his friends too. Because mm-hmm. it's like a huge explosion. Oh no. And uh, he dies. Yeah. And then he goes to Ghostworks. What? Um, which is, is that the company that's making the next Ghostbusters movie? <laughs> that's the Ghostbusters uh, rival company, Ghostworks. Mm. Um, yeah, they were more like hardcore, hands-on, yeah. offensive Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, they come in in like hazmat suits. You think they're uber effective, but it turns out there's some like dirty secret they got going on. That's a great pitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, it's actually, it's hell, because every culture, every world, every whatever has, like, a version of hell. Is Mephisto in this book? Um, no, it's Blaze. What? Blaze is the king of Ghostworks. Still? Oh, he, of Ghostworks, right. Well, because Ghostworks is hell. Oh. So in this, they're like, no, it's fine, whatever. Like, from where we are right now, he's the king of hell. And, like, he's essentially like, yeah, you died, and because of, like, the life you led, you're here now. So Sorry. But like, hey, I'll make a deal with you because mm-hmm. I've been where you were. Johnny Blaze makes the deal. Except that's he's fun. like, here's the thing, and that's this is where I'm like, okay, I kind of get why you did this, but like, all the stuff at the beginning is really unnecessary. Yeah. Um, but but I just, need to fill all those pages. But he goes like, I made a deal to save my dad. I get the feeling you have a different reason. Mm. And he, to get your dad. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. He's like, there's a body out there I can put your 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 soul into in your mind that like. You can get your vengeance. Yeah. And he's just like, you'll just have to do some stuff for me. And he's like, like hacking. He's like, and some other stuff. Yeah. Like hacking with like a, you know, with like an axe. Yeah. Or, or like ha- <laughs> hacking with the pen and stare. Um, so like they send, um, shield possibly or some other group. Can't be shield. Well, they, God they, only knows. They called them shield. They're like, we, we have some shield agents in our well, pocket. That's frustrating. Um, but then <laughs> like these other dudes are there and they have like a very like Captain America-esque like general coloration to them. Yeah. And um, they're there and they have the robot and they have it like tethered down and then all of a sudden it starts talking mm-hmm. and it gets up and they're like, oh crap, nothing's worth this. Yeah. Um, and so they all start trying to fire on it. He nothing's meets- worth going into a ghostwriter book. Well, yeah, that's part of it too. Um, he calls them fascists and then he like runs off. Mm-hmm. The demonics like says the dad's got to go and be court martialed essentially. He's right. just like, I gave you everything. I gave you my son. Right. Like what the hell? Yeah. So he has to go to trial. Meanwhile, um, Zero goes to his girlfriend mm-hmm. and she's, he's like, Kylie, it's me. And she's like, no. Gross. You're a robot. Yeah. No. She doesn't buy it, and then like a rival gang shows up. Oh no! Um, they the, look totally bossy. The and cool. artificial kids mm-hmm. show up because like demonics put a hit on any of the um like do rampers or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, the down rampers, whoever can bring them the robot, right, will win money or like get promoted. white roads, yeah, or whatever, get yeah. promoted. Nothing. They're not getting anything. Let's no, be they're gonna die. This is, doesn't matter. Um, but um, oh my god, this is still going. Oh, it doesn't stop. Um, basically, um... We gotta wrap this up. Demonic, yeah. <laughs> Demonics wants the robot back because they're afraid they're gonna be called out for what they did because mm-hmm. no one's supposed to know that they're dirty. Like, right. They're a dirty company, and, you know. Um, so then he fights them off. He ends up grabbing a chainsaw. He attaches it to his arm and then he goes after his dad who's in the middle of the court-martial. Like, he kills everybody mm-hmm. there. The, the book gets uber-violent. Cool, okay. And then he finds his dad, and he's just like, he's like, I'm zero. And he's like, no, this is great. He's like, you killed me. Because, like, he sees, like, a recording of his dad. Oh, no, his, uh, Johnny Blaze shows him his dad selling him out. Right. And he's just like, you killed me. You decided to do that. And he's like, yeah, but look at you now. Like, with this body, like, we can totally take down the down rampers. Blah, right. Blah. He's just like, I hate you, basically. <laughs> and then he kills him. 
Right. And he's just like, I can't forgive you. And now I, I leave and I will seek vengeance on all those who suck. Yeah, with my sweet flaming chainsaw Chainsaw, well, it's hand. a chainsaw it's instead cool. of a chain. Oh, See? yeah, yeah, that's cool. Machinery. This, like, Get it? Listen, here's the thing. If you miss the 90s, and I mean this legitimately, I'm not like even saying it sarcastically. Like, if you miss 90s comics, are you looking for that 90s nostalgia punch in the face of like kind of something that's Or cheesy? chainsaw to the chest? Yeah, chainsaw to the chest and or splitting you in twain. Um, or you want like just something like cheesy and over the top and ridiculous. Cause sometimes you do want that. Like yeah. sometimes that's okay. That's a hundred percent what this is. Totally. This is ridiculous and over the top yeah. and probably completely unnecessary, but it does a hundred percent live up to what I think of when I think of nineties ghost rider and a little bit of what I think of 2099 originally. Right. And so like in that it does exactly what it set out to do. Right. It, it's, it, here it is. Here's Ghost Rider 2099. Anybody want it? I don't know, but I've freaking read it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Uh, Missy M. M. says happy anniversary. Thank you so Thanks, much. Debashish uh, Mahaptra says, Sal, I loved your narration on Mr. Sunday's video. Hope you guys do more collaborations together. He mentions you and Backish is often on his podcast. Yeah, man. Um, that was a, it was a rare treat. I'm really lucky to have been a part of it. If you're not familiar, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies is an incredible channel that has it way is. more subscribers than us and is uh, way more culturally relevant. But they uh, they did a video, or really James made a video, uh, kind of highlighting the history of It's almost Shadows. like a documentary. It is like a mini documentary about Shadows of the Empire and its cultural impact, uh, which is really near and dear to my heart because like, Basically, I did like a lame armchair version of that on our back issues about it. Yeah. I'm like, hey, it did this. It's a video game. It's a movie. It's a comic. Or it's right. a comic book. No but, like, movie. He really dives into it, but it's really approachable and yeah. like, really digestible. And like and... a lot of work went into it and created these like amazing 3D sequences of like moments you'll never see from the book. Mm -hmm. uh, and I lend my dopey voice to it. And I'm like, I, I'm like, man, you don't need me. I'm not good for this. You he, were great. He was very happy to get it. You were it. really uh, great. He was, he was so kind. Uh, so were you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, check it out because it's a great video even without me. Uh, it's, it's it's an amazing video. Uh, and I, I hope to do more. I really got to get James on this sh uh, anywhere near here. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I go to Australia, there's two people I'm meeting. And yes. It's, and it's him and the bard. That's... Hopefully they live in the same region because that that, that continent is big. <laughs> it's huge, and they probably don't, but we'd still make it work somehow. I would. I would have to do a walkabout and go and go find. I'm them. not going walkabout. There's too many things that'll kill me. Everything, yeah, in that place will kill you. But uh, yeah, but thank you, man. Uh, Price eighty forty. Venom twenty ninety nine. Alchemix uses the suit for a cure all. Creates soldiers. Goes bad. Teenage girl gets suit. Nulls alive and on Earth. I don't know why I read it. I read it too, man. And I gotta tell you, I that's the that's the recap. And yeah, it's. It's better than Ghost Rider, uh, and I like the idea that like Null's there. That's kind of fun. It's a, it's a it's a neat idea, right? And again, like you know, say what like whatever you say about Ed Brisson, he is a writer who has written before, obviously. Good and stuff. So like, before. I do think this was something done intentionally. Yeah. Um. So you do have to keep that in mind that it probably is something tongue and cheek, but that doesn't mean it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah. Uh, and Gar says, uh, "When do you think the pendulum will swing back to DC, and what will it look like?" Couldn't say, man. I gotta tell you, uh, I think it'll look like Shazam. I think it'll look like Wonder Woman. I think it'll look like Superman. Like, I think it's gonna use the legacy of the characters that like matter most and have the most resonance with their with with the, with the fandom mm -hmm. out there. Uh, DC needs to, you know, they need to do a lot of work to swing that pendulum, really pull it back. Yeah. Uh, but Doomsday Clock could have been that that push. 
it it won't be anymore. But yeah. I hope it. I hope I would love to have for it to have been. Uh, but yeah, uh, jumping into more books. I uh, I read Batman eighty four. You did? I did. Because uh, we're almost done. Um, yeah. Um, so okay. The art in Batman eighty four is great. Okay. Um, I'm trying to actually pull it up here. Hang on a minute. Um, cause yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I it, well, Tom King's run is ending pretty soon. Uh, it's wrapping up very soon. And, uh, and so as such, like many of us are like, well, what's going to happen? <laughs> right. Uh, how's it going to wrap up? Um, oh man, who was it? Here we go. Uh, Jorge Fornes. Oh, Jorge Fornes's art is like David Mazzucchelli or Mazzucchelli's art from year one. Yeah. Um, it's like a Lee Weeks kind of like Mazzucchelli. It's great. Um, the story is a kind of like flash backwards book where uh, it starts at the end and it ends in the start. Herp a derp. I haven't seen that a thousand times. Um, but listen, like this gives you the context. Like why would Thomas Wayne from Flashpoint ever join Bane why is he on this weird quest? Like, what's he doing and why is he doing it? Well, Tom King has finally decided after 84 issues to tell you. Oh. And what happened was, because um, I read it backwards and actually it reads way better reading it backwards. I know that's like frustrating because it's supposed to be like, he's doing a convention. You're like, oh. Right. But it actually does read better backwards because it's told backwards. Right, right. Um, basically, uh, Thomas Wayne makes a promise to... Bruce that's not too dissimilar from the promise that Bruce made to his parents after they died but it's like I promise that I'll do what I can to keep you alive or whatever mm -hmm. and then uh, Bruce dies uh, you know and Martha is like loses her mind and becomes the Joker mm -hmm. and of course that that Brian Azarella book that like referenced that mm -hmm. uh, we find out that Martha Wayne killed Alfred um, so Tom King just doesn't like Alfred yeah, he really has a problem with Alfred <laughs> Um, screw Alfred. He's an idiot. He needs to die. Now, I don't know if he thinks he's an idiot. No, but like, like Alfred died. Two different things. I know, but Martha Wayne kills Alfred. Uh, and then, you know, Thomas becomes Batman and he just starts killing people. He kills the penguin. He kills Bane. He kills Kite Man and Mr. Freeze and Riddler. Uh, and then he's face to face with Selena Kyle Catwoman. And for some reason he won't kill her. And uh, Fornes does this incredible homage on that page to a Daredevil book that was written by Miller. And for some reason he does the exact same page, but in this sequence, and it's um, it's the most amazing page. And of course he's like doing an homage, but uh, yeah. So anyway, Thomas decides to team up with Selena. He finds out she's amazing. The two of them go on like a merry band, uh, uh, you know, a merry, you know, adventure together where mm -hmm. like they're partners. Um, he becomes like kind of a big fan of Selena and like wishes that she would be with Bruce if Bruce was alive. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So this is where his obsession with her and him get together. Uh, of course, Martha shoots Selena Kyle dead. Sure. Which brings uh, Thomas back to hating everything and being like, you know, he basically, uh, oh, we flash back. And then we cut to the, the point where um, Thomas is in Bruce's room after Barry tells Thomas that Bruce becomes Batman in his universe. Mm -hmm. And then in the actual Azarello comic, Thomas tells Martha that in the alternate reality that they're supposed to be from, 
they're supposed to be dead and Bruce is supposed to be alive and Bruce is Batman, so then she killed herself. And that's what happens in the Azarella book. Right. But in this, he's like, your mother killed herself because you became me. This world sucks. Batman sucks. You should never be Batman. And then he fills in the gaps for like Flashpoint and then he fills in the gaps for the button. And for whatever reason, he like deliberately changes like continuity and stuff. So like in the sequence with the button, um, Barry and Bruce are trying to, are on the cosmic treadmill and they're like saying goodbye to Thomas. Uh-huh. And they deliberately, apparently according to King on Twitter, which is a great source for where you need context for your comic books. Um, he deliberately told the artist to draw reverse flash instead of Barry in the memory for Thomas seeing Bruce and Barry on the treadmill. So that's what we get. We get an image of Bruce and reverse flash Eobar Thawne on the treadmill instead of Barry Allen. Why? Screw you. That's why. Uh, then uh, we find out that like reverse flash saved Bruce or Thomas from the unwriting of flashpoint and brought him to this reality. And when Thomas then hunts down and follows around Selena. He finds out that like Bruce is with Selena and that they're happy. So then he decides like, okay, I'm going to uh, basically find the guy who's trying to destroy my son. Uh, and after interrogating the Joker and saving him, he meets up with Bane and he's like, I know what's best for Bruce. So I'm going to help you br- like break the bat. And uh, so here we are. It's just a whole bunch of context for like this issue fills in all the gaps for why everyone acts like a crazy person in the entire run for Tom King. Um, Wait, the, but part of the Bane plan was to get her to not marry him. Yeah. Also Bane killed Alfred. So anyway, they, uh, so then uh, Thomas punches Bruce and then the book ends. So next issue, hopefully it'll be over. Um, This book couldn't end faster for me. Um, Tyne and the Fourth has a lot of great plans. I'm looking forward to them. Uh, But yeah, uh, but the art is great. Uh, Jorge Fornes. It does. It does look really cool, and I hope he gets more work. He Um, he will. Like he absolutely will. It. it, He will do a. He'd be a a good Justice League Dark. Oh yeah. Well, he'd be a great Batman artist. No, no, no. I'm just saying. But yeah, no, I I agree. Like he'd be great on. He could do lots of things. Like so, that's exciting. He'd be great on. Well, any. I take him on any street level book. Daredevil, Spider Man, Batman, Nightwing, any book. Any. Um. Also, like Black Label. And any Black Label because it has that kind of feel. Yeah. Well, he does people really well. That's fantastic. And he can draw the costumes without making people look stupid, which is like, with a realistic style, it's hard. Yeah, no, I hear you. That's that's great, though, like art-wise. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm very excited about that. Right. Um, What else you got? Oh, um, do you want to do any Super Chats? Um, Yeah, I guess we should, Uh, right? Because we have one Mm -hmm. from Hardy34, who has a very big uh, generosity post. Thank you very much, Hardy34. Thank you, thank you. 34. Uh, hey guys, it's your friendly neighborhood EMT. I wanted to tell you guys thanks. I was recently going through a bad point in my EMS career and dealing with depression after binging your content. It put me in a headspace to ask for help. Uh, you guys are my heroes. I'm so glad you were able to find the inner strength to ask for help. Because yeah. that's, that's like the hardest step for many people is to admit that they need help from anybody else. But it's, a, it's an amazing step to take. Because just because like you're an adult doesn't mean that like you should have to 
bear the burden of that kind of like stress mm-hmm. by yourself. No, absolutely. And honestly, man, like you're an EMT, you're the hero. Let's be right. perfectly no. yeah. like honest there. Yeah. I just make fun of Batman. Like, like you, you help people but save like, lives. Thank you so much for that. And like, if we did anything to help you get there, that's thank awesome. You. But yeah. like, yeah, like it was really you, it was your strength. You had it in you. Agreed. Um, you want to talk about Excalibur? Do you want me to talk about Excalibur? Yeah, why don't you talk about Excalibur? I just talk about Batman. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, Excalibur, uh, I kind of dug it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Really? Like, oh, okay. That's funny. I enjoyed this book, but I felt like it was a little sloppy. It was. Like, it wasn't as tight as it should have been in my None opinion. of the X-Men books are. Okay. <laughs> but, like, I, I still liked the story. I just felt like... Yeah, no. Like, there was just some stuff that was, like, clearly just stretching out a section so we could get to another section. Big time, yeah. Um, But we, we find Richter... Obviously not we, Andy. No, we've we've changed the Richter character. Now he's like afraid to go outside, and his powers are run amok. Right. So you know he's, that's where Richter is. He's there. He's doing his thing. Um, we find out that um, Krakoa has some sort of like Reddit style, yeah, Reddit posting thing where people can ask for things about the island, going to the island, if you're on the island, and clearly Richter has a throwaway account and is asking about whether or not. Krakoa can help him control his powers. Right. Is, that's, just, that's a fair question. Oh, definitely. Like, and they're like, I don't know. Well, what are your powers? Uh, I can't talk about it. I can't about talk it. about that. I don't want to talk post. about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Delete account. Get out of here. Yeah. Fun use of the uh, of the of the convention. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but we check in with Morgan Le Fay, who checks in with her, like, you know, coven. Cult? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, so like things didn't go quite as planned. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get rid of Apocalypse. Nope. And also, no one gives a crap that Betsy uh, Braddock is Cap- Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain, Captain Britain. Because Britain. Um, like Morgan figures because like of the time she lives in or the place that she lives in. Right, the other world. Yes, that the changing of like the British, like, you know, like Avatar? defender yeah. will make a huge stir that it's and a it, mutant. And, it's and like, it wasn't. <laughs> It's like, um, I don't know if you know this, there's literally a, like a random ass island uh, yeah. that cropped up out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah it's infecting your entire world. <laughs> it's why you're declaring war on them. Exactly. Um, we also deal with the fact that show goes a dragon and it turns out that like Gambit says it has to do with like the fairy folk, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. But uh, which I was like, that's kind of cool. Cause fairies in lore traditionally do have a fascination with children and yes. he's taking them away. But then, yeah, um, you're familiar with, um, what's that movie? Labyrinth. There you, you go. May. The Fae Folk. Um, but, um, Betsy mentions that, like, his, like, there was an, in, like, an inherent magic within him because he is a child. And when he came there, he's able to turn him into something, turn himself into something he wanted to be. Which is a dragon. Which he becomes a giant dragon. Yeah. They really juggle the whole, like, because Jubilee's like, I don't want my son in danger just because a dragon doesn't yeah. mean that he should be, like, in harm's because way. Because he's a baby. Right. And they're like, let's ride him and, like, use him like a dragon. And she's like, whoa, don't forget my dragon's a baby. Yeah. This is and my baby. So, like, they keep doing that where they're like, it's fine. She has scales and can breathe fire, whatever. Who cares? Shut up. Right. But, like, we need to use the dragon in but their like, story did though did you read the hobbit right <laughs> all it takes is one loose scale and it's all over that's true um however they also balance at least in the first set of it gambit being like yeah you guys are all having fun because like they're all focused on like my kid is a dragon but he's here and he's safe mm-hmm. and like my brother is like like evil, a bad guy but... but he's safe and he's like my like wife is uh, <laughs> is the light in a lighthouse and and hasn't moved in days well, and apocalypse is her babysitter yeah so like I shouldn't be here exactly and I'm like I appreciate that gambit you right. fought really hard to be in a relationship with Rogue yeah 
Um, they're also in like crazy, like, like D&D style versions of their costumes. Which is dope. It is dope. We also find out that Shogo can communicate by showing images, like adorable childlike images of like things that he wants to do where he's like, no, you can ride me. It's cool. Yeah. And then like when his mom's freaking out, he shows like a little chibi version of himself and her like hugging. He's yeah. Like, it's cool. Don't it's worry cool. about it. Yeah. Um, so they decide to storm the castle basically. Like they have Shogo do like a flyby while Morgan's on the, like on her mirror mm-hmm. on her phone. Yeah. Her mirror phone um, with the coven and like he can see that she's in there and like, she's like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, By the way, Betsy Braddock's costume is awesome. It is awesome. And she can read his mind or she can see his thoughts at least. So she knows that he has, that like that Morgan's in there and she doesn't know about her brother. Yes. So they attack the castle um, with the three of them figuring like it's, we're good to go. Gambit uses his powers one time really cool. And then they don't do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And then they forget Gambit's in the book. Like literally they just go like, he takes his hands and he like uses his powers on one of their shields, which just blows away an entire like section of the troops. I'm like, super cool. Genius. Uh, but yeah, Brian Braddock has been like brainwashed yep. and he kept in like a chain suspension room. Mm-hmm. Then they unleash him on them. This is the thing where I was like, what the hell? Uh, where, like, I go, okay, so when are they gonna like break the spell? And then they don't. Well, no. And, and I like, mean, like, what? there is something Arthurian about this with siblings and one goes bad. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there is something very much like, you know, that we've seen within there, um, mm-hmm. which is admittedly kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but um, basically, he is so brainwashed that he's just like, oh, I have to kill the Pretender. You're not Captain Britain, having completely forgotten that he gave her the powers. And that he was Captain Britain. And that he was. Yeah. Um, you know, Betsy realizes they have to fall back because things aren't going well. They call Shogo in, mm-hmm. uh, who, like, releases Dragonfire down on... The, to the, like, the, the troops. The, the, like, the, the stormtroopers they have. Because, yeah. like, they're not quite people... You know, like, they, they don't have consciousness, or they do. Yeah, well, it's kind of, yeah, like, Betsy weird. Betsy says, like, there's something wrong with them. Yeah. And it could just be that they're, like, maybe enthralled or what have you. Yes. Um, meanwhile, Apocalypse is, like, trying to build a gate, and it's, like, not going well for him. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? I need right. someone who can actually, like, communicate or do something with the Earth. Yep. Um, can so move it, can so move to speak. It. Oh, Somebody who needs something. Someone who can move the Earth for Apocalypse. Uh-huh. Um, but um, he calls in Richter. And uh, brings him there, up. and he's just like, no, it's cool, man. Like, basically, Richard's like, I can't leave. Like, right. I'm afraid of my powers. Knock basically. Pog's like, I got this. Apocalypse I know how that is. like, is. you're a mutant, man. Yeah. Snap out of it. Be You'll proud. Be come to your cool island. Yeah, come But on. first, come with me into my weird office. And yeah. he's like, I heard there was, like, a party and, like, orgies and stuff. Yeah, which I really appreciated, like, because he immediately assumed they were going to Krakoa. And then he's like, oh. Oh, I'm in, like, your, I'm in, like, dad's office. This is not fun. This is, okay, well, cool. I guess we're going to do chores first. Yeah. And then, um, a, a, a Pete Wisdom. Pete Wisdom shows up. Uh, from MI13. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause basically Morgan was like, told the coven to figure out a way to find out, or to let the world know that Betsy Braddock, a mutant, was now Captain Britain. Yeah. And so they like, released information. Right. To MI13. But it's a great, uh, a great use of, uh, of, of Pete Wisdom. And I'm glad that he's now in the book because he's a big essential component of Excalibur. Okay. So like, cool. Yay. All yeah. right. Awesome. It was, I, and like I said, like, yeah, but like, it's fine. Here's what's interesting is like the Apocalypse Richter part of the plot actually pushes things forward. The other part of the plot, they end up just falling back and I they, know, and they realize like they shouldn't that, have left. Well, yeah. And they realize that like Captain, like 
old Captain Britain, yeah, Ryan, Ryan, is like pretty much gone. Like and like, well, no, they're gonna get him back. That's fine. Well, or That's they cool. won't, and it'll be annoying. <laughs> All right, but like, but you know what I mean? Like they're like, oh no, there's nothing we can do for him. So it was just like we just went on an adventure with them to yeah. go on an adventure, and I guess that's fine. Well, and that would explain like, well, and it's funny how like Ro- or Gambit is like this is all bullshit, and then it's like, yeah, no, it is. Like, no, Gambit, you're right, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess we should have just listened to you. Yeah. How stupid. <laughs> but at least we look out to look cool for a little bit. We definitely got to look cool. Um, jumping into the Super Chats really quick. I just got to, I recommend it. I think it's fun. Oh, I do think it's fun. I just thought, I wished it was a little tighter this time around. I agree. Uh, Mr. Roboto says, Tiffany, when did you join the X-Men? Yeah, I got my letter. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't send an owl, they sent Lockheed. <laughs> Oh. Uh, Chris Potter says Jorge, For- uh, Jorge Fornes did Daredevil number 10 by Zdarsky there you go there you go I would be literally the person who went to the Westchester campus and I'd be like hey guys and they'd all be on Krakoa right be like, this is my house now <laughs> I live here now squatter's rice I'm in <laughs> uh, eat that horse wait so Thomas wanted to force Bruce into being happy and not being Batman by having Holly tell Selina to not marry him because him being happy would make him not Batman did I just misread the issue? No, you didn't. That's what happened. That's what happened. Uh, the Chronic Mr. O says, Happy anniversary. Love you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Chronic. Uh, yay. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Moore. Hey, guys. Just wanted to send a thank you for all the fun times and comic memories you've shared over the years. Your show always cheers me up on rough days. Thanks, Jeremy. Well, thank you. Thank you so man. much. Thank you very much. Um, and Mr. Roboto, is Teen Apocalypse still around? I, I don't think so. But... Maybe. You know, I don't know what became of him before Hawks and Pox. The fact that he didn't show up in any of the books makes me think, like, in the most recent stuff, makes yeah. me think that he'll probably be in some way, like, a thing. Right, right. Since right, Apocalypse, right. I think, is being set up to be, like, the main bad guy of Hawks and Pox mm-hmm. or of the Dawn of X. So we'll see. And uh, Zverm says, I highly recommend the new Harley Quinn show on DCU. I think you guys will really dig it. Yeah, I got to check it out. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm working out something with DC Universe right now. Hopefully, it'll happen. Um, but it will require me to watch more Harley Quinn. Uh, TB says, any thoughts on the start of CW's Crisis? First episode was better than I expected, but I've only seen the DC Universe shows before this. Love the cameos. Yeah, I saw the cameos. I didn't watch the whole thing of it. Um, you know, it looks it looks pretty cool. The, you know, looks like a TV show. Yes. You know, like, I... Well, there is something to be said, though, for, like, regardless of, like, production quality. Um, right. Like, it, doing the best so of... It's so ambitious and it it's so It is incredibly fun. ambitious, and, like, it's something you probably never thought you'd ever see. So, nope. I mean, like, I think there's something to be celebrated there. That's true. Uh, there's a great cameo by Burt Ward as Robin, kind of. He's not Robin. You didn't even squeeze him into a Robin suit, but he plays Dick Grayson. And he says something, and he, and he, does, he gets to give a holy yeah. line. Uh, I think you could have gotten away with him going, holy shit! <laughs> Missed opportunity, I think. I don't know if they could do that on I think CW. you could. I think you definitely could get away with that. <laughs> be the only time you could use it. Maybe. By the way, uh, if you use the hashtag Bloodshot in our chat, you could win the first uh, several issues of the newest run, which is available uh, on Wednesday for about 10 bucks. So you can win this for free. Hashtag Bloodshot in the chat right now. You can also get uh, one or two of these stickers here, um, which are from us. They're our stickers. We, uh, we made them. And, uh, you know, you can, you can wave your comic pop flag proudly. You can fly it high. That's right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else we got? We got a lot going on. We do have so. a lot going on. Um, uh, wait, you want to do die? Yeah, I'll do die. Let's, let's die. Number yeah. 10. 
Die number 10. Die number 10. Um, I, I, Who did this? Uh, Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans. I know you love that combo. I really do love this combo. This book's almost impossible for me to talk about at this point if you haven't been reading the series. Right. So I think I'm going to like cut it down to being like, this book continues to be absolutely incredible. The development of characters, um, while shocking at times, makes absolute sense when you take a moment and step back and look at the the trail that they've been taking throughout. Okay. Remembering the fact that all of the characters in this book have real-life counterparts. Right. And it's not like they're playing a character. They're literally in this world, and it's almost like that Westworld kind of feel, where mm. it's like, you're in a place where shit doesn't really matter. Right. Um, Sing it away with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like at the same time, people do still feel guilty and like there is a lot of guilt throughout this book sure um and it is just honestly incredible um our like protagonist is quickly becoming something that could be conceived of as like a, a villain or an oh, antagonist okay um and I'm, I'm not sure if that isn't actually the true antagonist goal at the end of this i'm right. not sure if that's not what they're aiming to do or not um but this book has just gotten better and better as it's gone on um regardless of the random what well, seemingly random charlotte bronte stuff Right. Last time. Around. That was very random. That was very random, but it ha- like, it continues on in this. Now that's purpose, like part yeah. of it. Um, so there's something to be said for that. And, and like, you know, it's, I guess the idea of where the creation of it came from. Right. Um, the art just keeps getting better and better as well. I feel like yeah. Stephanie Hans is getting not only more consistent, but also a little more daring in her choices of not only panel layout, but like use of color yeah. and use of like, um, like design overall. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's really cool. This is a cool flashback. It, it's a gorgeous book. It is a gorgeous book. It is a treat, especially if you are a fan of D&D, that type of games. But if you just like good story and uh, character development, this might be something you're into. That's fair. Uh, I, I will talk very, very briefly about Amazing Spider-Man number 35. Uh, this is from uh, Nick Spencer. And um, I think it's Oscar Basildua. Uh This... This is, um... Are we still in the 2099 stuff? Kind of. Are we, getting, are we coming out of it at this no. point? No. Okay. Are there a lot of Doom bots? Yeah, yeah, Doctor Doom um, takes over Manhattan in the last issue and, like, unleashes an army of Doom bots and uh, uh, Spider-Man teams up with his sister Teresa uh, and they they track down the chameleon who... This is a really terrible issue, and the art makes it even worse. Oh, you don't like the art? I, I haven't seen it yet. I, I, it's unforgivable. Really? It's like an afterthought. I, I don't understand why they would think that this is appropriate for like a AAA book like Spy- like Amazing Spider-Man. I, I just, I, I just can't forgive. What that neck done. is out of control. Whoa, his hand! I, I can't forgive what they've done to this book. This is like either a fill-in or like they screwed up but it there's just no forgiving what they've done with this book um this was not worth the cover price i'm like i'm like embarrassed for them that they did this this is a major book and 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 it is just and it's like supposed to be important like spider-man finds out about like all his various futures and stuff like they literally make a reference to rain and like the, the 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 Straczynski ending like there there's a lot of interesting stuff that is hinted at but not shown or done mm-hmm. and also it looks horrible I I, I don't understand what happened like, I I don't know what happened and I I I feel like they're gonna pat themselves on the back about it so I'm not gonna talk about it anymore just 
don't get this book. I, it's enough to make me go like I'm gonna quit Spider-Man for a while, like until really? they get their shit together, because it's just like I've already felt kind of weird about Spencer on this book. Yeah, but you're this were, is like, such excited, a th- it's such a throwaway issue. It doesn't matter. The story arc is stupid. The 2099 thing because Spencer's writing the 2099 thing anyway. It's like it feels really self-serving. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing about this that says this needs to be told. There's nothing about this that says this is fun to read. And it's not worth the price. Like the art right, and the right, story right, right. Com- combination is not worth the cover price. It's it's just so unforgivable that like it was like they forgot they had to put it out, mm-hmm. and they just they just slapped something together as quickly as possible. I I don't get it, and so I I can't even fathom it. It's it's the worst book I've. It's the worst mainstream book of the year. Wow. I mean, like right. Read it and tell me what you think. But, like, it really, I think it is the worst book of the year. Uh, For both? No, I'm just saying it's the worst. I meant, like, the worst single issue. Oh, this this book. It's the worst single issue of 2019 from a mainstream publisher. Uh, You know, and I I don't like the Tom King run, but at least, like, the art is good sometimes. Ooh. I I don't get it. Like, with the Tom King thing, you can argue it. You, You can't justify this. It's a mistake. That's what it is. Um, it's an abomination. It's an abomination. The, the, this, this is a gargoyle. This is a gargoyle. The only <laughs> thing that isn't an abomination is that Batman Universe ended with uh, its sixth issue from Bendis and Darrington. This book is a triumph. Uh, Batman Universe is... The highs and the lows of this episode. I, I can't handle it. Batman Universe is one of the best books that, that DC's put out with Batman in it in years. It It, it trumps the... Uh, the Tomasi run, it, it beats anything by Tom King. It, it was just great. It was just, it was joyful. It was fun. It was it, it pushed boundaries with art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen Batman like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, the attention to detail, the amount of like scope, uh, the 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 care that went into the character work, the like the the willingness to have fun with a character who is notoriously not fun. Like Batman mm-hmm. is not fun. <laughs> he is decidedly not fun. He is angry and miserable and bitter and brooding and dark. This is he this there is joy and fun in this book, the likes of which I have not seen in a Batman title in years. Okay. Um also because it was all done for the Walmart book like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Dick Grayson's Nightwing in this, and he's oh, great. Oh, that's fun. And uh, the last issue had, like, the the amazing spread from <gasps> Yeah, Darrington, that spread is great. Uh, where, like, Batman and Dick, and Dick Grayson infiltrated a room. Just great. Yeah. Darrington, if the book were drawn by anybody else, it would be a pretty fun story. Yeah. But because it's by Darrington, it knocks it up to that, like, that, that other level that you look for in a mainstream title that you're like... You have access to all these creators and all these people. Why don't you make books that look like this all the time? Right. Well, I mean, like, I think what's great about Darrington is, like, listen, I th- I love his art. I was actually surprised that you liked it. Right. Like, I didn't think you were going to dig this. No. Um, but you did. Uh, and I think for a lot of people, maybe this isn't their style. No. Regardless of style, like, Darrington is really like excellent at panel layout. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. He he could teach a class. He could. He could teach many classes he should. about it. Uh, but he also, as you've pointed out, he gives you things you've never thought you'd like seen before. Yep. You know, like he's, he's like, okay, you've seen it. Like the opening of the first issue is Batman from his perspective, flying the bat plane, like, and, and grappling and stuff. You've never seen it from his POV. Yeah. 
Uh, and with the attention to detail, but the cartoony style, like, he gives you a full-page splash that if it isn't a poster, damn you, DC. Uh, where basically Batman yeah. becomes Batman again. And it's just, it's just such great stuff. That's Overall, awesome. it's just, it's just, it's just a triumph. This book is, it's just a triumph. Yeah. Like, it, it easily is a success. This is the thing they should be patting themselves in the back on. Right, right. Like, this is the thing where I'm just like, I was sad with the new Doom Patrol. He wasn't really working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he wasn't working on this at the same time. Right. No, it wasn't necessarily um, that this is what killed the Doom but, Patrol. But, like, I'm so glad that he had this opportunity because, like, as yes. much as I loved his... Um, artwork and work on that book Mm -hmm. um it was like not wasted because he clearly got to do more like out of the box things due to the nature of doom patrol but look at this panel i know it's amazing like look at this panel of batman and vandal savage tumbling through a portal into space yeah it's great i just love it but um i'm glad though that he has like has had like more eyes on him more mainstream eyes on him due to the nature of this character in particular um yeah did you his, get to meet him yeah i did okay cool i did and i got him to sign before my... he blew up <laughs> no i did he was sitting okay so fun fact guys uh, nick darrington was sitting at his table with no line at new york comic-con this is two years ago two years ago um and i brought him a copy of doom patrol i didn't want i didn't bring him my number one i actually brought him i believe it's number three it's the one with robot man's face yeah well it's the, the one page. that has um i love that cover um yeah. i think that's why i ended up getting it yeah um but regardless of that like he's just a really nice guy right like he's just a really cool nice dude mm-hmm. and uh, he was very like complimentary um because he had seen my reviews of it um <laughs> which i didn't tout like, no I, you weren't like i'm oh, a girl i never throw that out there i never go up to someone to go like i've reviewed your book um i just go up there if i like, do i usually get punched at comic-con no I'm hey just, i told you about your book like, yeah i know wham i'm like could you just could you sign this? And he's like, I feel like I know you. Yeah, and I see like, your face. I don't know. And this cover, because that was like a cover. Yeah, movie. and like they had been behind me because I love the cover so much when I did a review of a book. Um, but he was just a nice guy, and like I had a genuine conversation about him and working on the book and working with Gerard Way, and just he's just a guy who really understands art yep. and panels and comic pages and has a passion for it and just likes doing it. Yeah. So if you love Batman, you will love Batman Universe. I have two copies of issue one because I, I inadvertently bought the first issue. Yeah. And then uh, it was available for like 50 cents or something somewhere. And I was like, I think I have this, but I don't care. And I bought it anyway. I, I literally oh, just put nice. it in the, into, the, into the thing. But I'm like, it's the best Batman book you'll read in like in years. Mm. Just get it. Get it. A sight unseen. Just be like, oh, all right. Because yeah. Bendis. I know everyone's like, oh, Bendis. And I'm like that too. But like Bendis on Batman. It's why they offered it to him. Wait, but it's also a standalone instead of an ongoing. And so like maybe Bendis' strengths are more there. I, I never thought I'd say that. Um, also, I hear Tom King's Up, Up, and Away is good. I haven't read more than the first two issues, but um, they, they they miscast <laughs> there a little bit. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you want to talk about some Conan? Uh, do I? Yes. Do I? Well, it's an episode off the rag, which means it's time to talk about, about Conan. Conan. This is off the Conan. Off the sh- off the sword. Off off the crom. Um, crom. <laughs> um, this is Conan Serpent War by Jim Zub and Eaton is mm-hmm. the last name. I'm, I'm like desperately searching through here because all I paid attention to honestly was Jim Zub had done it. Right. Um, because I was excited for this book. Um, because his name was on it and because of what I know about like Zub's incredible love of the character. He does love the character. Scott Eaton. There you go. She's last page Marvel. Come on. I hate when they do that. I really hate that too. Um, I also, if you got it on Comicsology, you can only get the director's cut. Oh, cool! Which is fine because there's actually a really sweet 
uh, David Finch cover because Moon Knight's in this book. <laughs> and so they made him do a cover uh, and it's like like an old Moon Knight cover. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. David Finch on a Conan book. Right? That That'd be kind of cool. But like, I was like, that's really fun. But that is fun. I, I dig it. Um, this book, Conan Serpent War. Yeah, is this like an event? Kind of, it, yes. Or a mini, I should it's say, It's like I a mini-event. Um, this book is a love letter from Jim Zub to Robert E. Howard's world, universe, writings, characters. He, in this issue, will introduce you, more than likely introduce you, to characters you didn't know existed. Right. Because they were held in the pages of probably, uh, at least to me, lesser-known Robert E. Howard tomes. Yeah. And um, some of the, the works that was actually published after his death. Oh, um, like they went into his attic and they're like, look at all this shit. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, Tupac albums. Um, <laughs> but um, Jim Zub is a tremendous fan of Conan, a tremendous fan of Robert E. Howard. He mm -hmm. has read it all, I would say. Yeah. Um, he has a true love for it and it 100% comes through in this. Cool. Uh, which is really exciting um, because I think this story will be handled really well it'll have a lot of references to things that you probably don't know about right but it's okay because i'll be honest with you i am familiar with conan via movies and comics and that's kind of it well, movies and these comics and these comics so i'm way less familiar with robert e howard's work yeah but i didn't feel lost in this that's great like he gave me all the information i needed to enjoy the book that's great um while also making me want to learn more mm -hmm. like we meet some characters like solomon kane who's a puritan um, and, uh, he's treated as the paladin of this book. And we meet a, a woman whose name is Dark Agnes. Now, Robert E. Howard also worked on Red Sonia, or, like, was, like, part of the impetus behind creating that character. Mm -hmm. Dark Agnes is a, uh, red-headed, fiery woman. Yes. Uh, who has a sword and kills things. The difference is, is Red, or Dark Agnes is essentially, like, the Batman to Red Sonia because Red <laughs> Sonia's sword really gives her those powers, right? It gives her the ability to be a fighter right. to some degree, right? Or at least originally. Sometimes, yeah. It, originally in yeah. his works. Dark Agnes uh, uses skill. <laughs> cool. Like she's just, right, a she's just a badass. And I was yeah. like, that's cool. I want to know more about this character. Luckily, this book will give me more of that. The whole like um, driving force behind this is there's a gentleman um, who is dying. Okay. He's, he's on the edge. He's on his deathbed literally uh he's in a bed and, and he, he is dying. and he is dying these are the things you need to know about james allison mm -hmm. except james allison has lived many lives he's been reincarnated over and over and over and over again he remembers many of them he remembers images from them whatever um but like now that his end is coming like he um he sees a life he doesn't remember yeah um, oh okay. and in it uh he's a man named Njord, and uh he's uh traveling um through an area where the picts are where the picts if you read Jason Aaron's Conan. Mm -hmm. We talk about the picks. Conan goes and deals with the picks. Okay. So uh, he's a character seemingly in the Hyborian age. Right. And um, his people make peace with the picks. And then they go to this area. They're not supposed to go. They warn them. Don't go there. It's cursed. It's real bad. Mm -hmm. When they go there, um, they find a serpent uh, who serves the god uh, Set. Uh-huh. Now, I learned a lot about Set. Um, Set, of course, is an Egyptian god. Mm -hmm. That is not what this is. Uh, it's like kind of a combination of the Egyptian god and like elements of that, but it looks like a snake. Right. Because the Egyptian god does not look like a snake. No. Um, it's actually combining another deity. Um, and, and basically, 
Um, James, we're just going to call him James, even though he's had many names, mm -hmm. um, is trying to still fight Set, even though he's on his deathbed, because he realizes, he's like, I think this is actually the end of me. Right. Like, I don't think I'm coming back. Something's <laughs> different. I can actually feel the Reaper coming for me. Okay. And um, he's like, there's another voice talking to him. Mm. It's like, ooh, you gotta, you gotta get somebody to help you fight Set. You gotta do this. You gotta get, like, some some other characters in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, he reaches out, and he goes to other times and or other places, and he finds Mark Spector, the warrior, oh, the knight, the knight, the yeah. knight, and uh, he, he's like, oh, in his in his like you know time, he's he's known as like Moon Knight. All right, cool. He serves a god as well. Yes. Um, and Conchu's there, and like he basically gets like Mark's sleeping, and he has like this really vivid dream about like Conchu and he being like enveloped by serpents. Okay, cool. By snakes and serpents, and he wakes up, and he's like, that was intense. Right. And like Conchu's there, like, hey man, <laughs> that was intense. Yeah. We gotta go. Now, does he look like a bird again? No, he doesn't. He looks like Moon Knight, basically. Mm. And I was like, oh, he's not a bird. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. All right. Um, But he's like, we have to answer this call. Right. Like, we need to go and deal with this. We gotta go find out what's going on about okay. this. And Mark's like, mm. I don't want to be at a crossover. Well, he's really like, he's like, I've got to get my shit together now. <laughs> like, I really don't want to be Moon Knight right now. Mm -hmm. And then he gets really big, like Gandalf. Yeah, with Bilbo. with Bilbo. And he's like, no, and you're my emissary. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's like, you will serve me. And he's like, all right. All right. So then, like, James is like, cool, we got the knight right on. He moves on, and he thinks back again to his Hyborian, like, counterpart. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, you know, it's weird. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't, at the end of my life, I don't see a serpent. Right. What happened? And, like, the voice is like, don't worry about that. Don't look over there. Mm -hmm. Just keep looking for warriors. Keep going to find other people. And he finds Solomon Cain, who is a Puritan who um, basically, like, uses his, um, like, unshakable faith and remarkable skill with the blade to fight against demons and other things. All right. And, um, at, like, gorillas, which we see in the book. I'm sure that's a legit reference. Because Zub wouldn't have put it in otherwise. Zub wouldn't just be like, kill gorillas, by the way. And, and gorillas. They mock us. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but, like, he's on, like a, like, a case or a mission or whatever. And, like, they're going, like, he and, like, this guy who's, like, helping him, like, through the streets of um, Dunbar, or Dunbar Castle in Northumberland. Oh, Northumberland, yeah. Really? Yeah, I know what that is. Oh, yeah. okay, cool, right on. Um, there's, like, a door with, like, these, like, intricate handles, and, like, the guy's like, ooh, maybe there's, there's gold here, and he goes to take it, and <laughs> mm -hmm. he turns into snakes, and it bites the guy. Right. And, like, um, you know, Solomon leaps into action, so now he's entwined with this. Oh, no! Oh, the serpents, he's gonna be following that, follow the trail of the serpents. We see as, like, James is like, okay, cool, you got the paladin right on. We see, like, these, like, tendrily things going up his leg. What's going on with that? Mm -hmm. He thinks back to his other life, and he's just like, okay, wait, 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 hang on, wait, wait. I had, like, the snake's venom, and, like, what happened to me? He's like, look over here, look over here. And we meet Dark Agnes, who we see was obviously betrothed to, like, a horrible guy. She fights him off, and then she becomes, like, a badass righting wrongs and doing whatever. Cool. Being a badass. Naturally. Um, her, like, traveling companion is, like, slashed, uh, like, on his back. Okay. And, like, he's just like, leave me, I'll I'm, I'll bleed out, I'll die, like, before you get me anywhere. And yeah. she's just like, would you save your surrenders for someone who cares? And I'm like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So she carries him to this town where there's, like, a village, and, like, everyone there is, like, hanging out in the village. They're like, hey, glad you're here, Agnes. Mm -hmm. What's up? And she's like... How what do you, you know my do name? For me? Also, yeah. all of you look like, you know, crazy zombie people. Mm. And so, like, they they all grab her and, like, they put her in front of this cauldron and she's just like, I'm not going to be your slave. Like, And they're like, no, you're not here for the thrall. 
or to be thralled, you're here as a sacrifice and like a big serpent with a mask on it. Oh no! Comes flying out of the cauldron, out of this Mary Poppins-esque cauldron. Uh huh. And then Conan wakes up. Oh no, Conan! And Conan sees the face of the like the masked serpent in his dreams. Yeah. And he takes off, and he's just like. He's been marked by the followers of Set. He's cursed. Right. And so, like, it's slowly driving him mad. Mm. And he's seeing serpent people all over the place. You know what I mean? He almost kills innocent people because, right, he, because thinks he thinks they're serpent, serpent people. Right, because he thinks they're serpent people. people. Yeah. Right? Um, again, Set, big thing for Conan. Serpents, snakes, the imagery, the whole thing. It's big true. part of Conan. Yeah. And Marvel. Marvel dealt with Set. Yes. And that is that Set. Yeah. Oh, sweet. From it, Atlantis Attack. Yeah. Does he need a crown? That's what they were doing. They were building the crown to call Seth. Oh, no. And, that's, and because Marvel had Conan for a bit, it was that set. That's right. Yeah. By the way, read Atlantis Attacks. Or at least... Don't don't read Atlantis Attacks. But watch our episode of Back Issues. I was going to say. Um, so, he needs brides. <laughs> he needs a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Conan, like, takes off. He's got to figure out what's going on. He's like, I, I need to find out what's going on. I need to figure out, like, how to get rid of this curse. How, like, how am I going to do this? Right. So he runs into this cave because he needs to rest for a minute. And there's, like, something in the cave with him. Oh, oh no. no. But, like, now Conan's involved, too. Conan was always involved. Yeah, Conan. He's on the cover. Conan is, is like, this is his thing, right? We're selling the book because it's Conan and Moon. Exactly. Mark Spector um, goes to a it, to Texas mm-hmm. where there is a, like, abandoned house. And he's like, cool, I'm here. Kanchu, mm-hmm. and Kanchu's like no order to be found. He's like, awesome, cool. I'm all this, I'm, I'll go into this busted ass house with like all this trash in it. <laughs> nice, and mm-hmm. you're not here. He looks out the window into the into the graveyard that's outside, and there's people grave robbing. Oh no! And they're they're digging up the body of James Allison. Oh, who's that? That's the guy from the beginning. Right. And um, so he he gets involved in a fight. Then we see Solomon Kane. He goes into like the like you know tombs of the castle, and there are some like some grave robbers, and they're digging up a body of someone we don't see the name of. Oh. And so he gets involved with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Agnes is dealing with being a sacrifice, and she's fighting off the serpent, whilst Conan is simultaneously fighting off a serpent. Yeah, you see what we're doing here? Yeah, we're teaming up. Who's we're, we're, we're seeing a whole lot of that going on. Yeah, and then James Allison like uses the power of whatever is infecting him clearly. Mm-hmm. And, like, calls them into the same place. So Solomon Kane and Moon Knight ram into one another. Right. And Dark Agnes and Conan run into one another. And then it ends. And I'm like, I would like to see what happens next. Yeah. I would like the next book, please. <laughs> um, but again, literally, I know Moon Knight and I know Conan. And now I have this other individual, James Allison, which I don't know anything about. Right. Dark Agnes, who I've never heard of. And Solomon Kane, which I think I have heard of, but was very unfamiliar with him. Yeah. And, um... He did a phenomenal job of, of introducing all of these introducing characters. these characters and make me give a damn about them and like care about what their role is going to be within this story overall. And yeah. I think that just comes from Zub's passion for the work it comes from. Definitely. I have another Conan book. I know. Well, um, before we do, let me jump into some super chats. What? I got. I got oh, a few yeah. super chats. What? Some I'm getting Conan ready. I'm in Conan mode. Some friendless bastards. What are your top picks for current horror comics? Um, I would say, uh, literally, like off the top of my head, the most recent ones. Um, something's killing the children. A uh, dollhouse, basket full of heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of like unearth. It's a Cullen Bun book, so take that as you will. It's an amalgam of a lot of like things that you're probably familiar with. Um, but it's underground. So that has that claustrophobia attached to it. Yeah. Um, so there's something to that as well. There is something horror or thrilling, I would say about die. Yeah. At least in the imagery oftentimes, but it's not a straight up horror book. Like it's the m- other four. No, not like the others that I, I mentioned. I could yeah. go into greater detail, but I think we're good. Yeah. Sal's going to move me on. Uh, Adam Asimov says, Hey, all, how's your day? 
Great. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. Hope your day is going well, too. too. Yeah. Jay Kino says, current favorite X book? The main one. Yeah. I think uh, New Mutants. Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, Cubenix, uh, or Cuben, Cubensis, says, rewatching X-Men 95 and Disney Plus, the nostalgia is real. It could also be Cuban CIS. Cuban CIS. There you go. Uh, but yeah, X-Men 95. Whew. On Disney Plus. Do the do whole do series. Do it's do great. Do. Except for that last season. <laughs> Eat that horse got a dash, but happy anniversary to you both. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Hopefully you finish that that uh, that horse there, but thank you very much for the uh, the kindness. Uh, and whoop, sorry. Uh, Tristan Langhorn says, Can't stay, but you guys are great. Oh, well, thank you. Well, thanks for sticking thank around, you, man. You. And uh, we'll see you in the repeat. <laughs> You're great too. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Uh, Algie Try says, well, well, if it isn't the loose cannon Sal and his hardline partner, Tiffany. <laughs> Wait, that's an alternate reality version. Eh, I still like these two. Have some money. <laughs> Thanks, Algie. I kind of want to read the other book. Yeah, that's way more fun. Yeah, than two people on the internet. Um, So that we can kind of roll into X-Men. Yes. I just want to say that I also read Savage Avengers. You did. Because it was brought up to me that that's where that um, Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange, Conan story was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And indeed, that's what happened. Um, at the end of Conan's adventure with um, uh, Cullen Goth, yes. he got an amulet that turns out to be the third eye of Agamotto. Oh no! What? Um, so like, it's like Steve has the first eye of Agamotto. There is a second eye of Agamotto that a dragon has, and then there's the <laughs> third eye, like your third eye, right? The third eye of Agamotto, and now he has it, and Doom wants it. So Doom's like, he takes him to Latveria, mm -hmm. and like, in like instead of like just asking him for it or taking it from him, he's like. Here's a feast. Right. I'm trying to wine and dine you. He's trying to wine and dine him. And it, like, so Conan's like chowing down on that. And like, there's some really amazing crap going on in here because this is a Jerry Dugan book. And Jerry Dugan has been writing some of my favorite strange lately um, from that one issue he wrote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, we watch Conan like chow down on this like chicken Turkey, That's turkey, I think, yeah. Um, goose, maybe? I, I well, I know. think it's a Thanksgiving thing. Because it of it the... is. It's a holiday kind of thing. Um, and like Conan's like, will you not eat with me? And Doom's like, I, I, I don't fear not, not any poison. Yeah. Cause he assumes that what it is. He's like, I'm not afraid I'm insulted. And I'm like, yeah, Conan, Conan feels no, po fears no poison. Right. And he's just, and then Conan goes into the whole, like, why do you hide your face? Yeah. He's like, because I've been, I've been well, scarred. He's like, I was wounded. I was and Conan's wounded. like, I see. So you are vain. And I'm like, Conan just cuts to the heart of Doom. And Doom's like. He's Fair enough. been in the room with him for like 10 minutes and he's chowing down on turkey and wine and he's just like, oh, okay, oh. you're a vain jackass. Mm -hmm. Got it. Mm -hmm. So then Doom takes his mask off mm -hmm. and like and he sits across from Conan and then Conan just pushes the turkey at him so that he could take a turkey leg and they eat together. Yeah. I'm like, pretty dope. That's freaking awesome. And then... His manservant comes in and says, like, hey, there's someone at the gate. It's Steve. Steve's like, hey, I Don't give him the friggin' amulet. I tracked the amulet here. Victor, that's really funny that you'd want that because, of course, you do because you think it's really powerful. But I think we better make sure it's not, like, cursed or bad or whatever before we do that. Yeah. And Conan's, like, looking at all these swords. He's just like, hey, I don't want it because I don't like sorcerers. <laughs> I just want to sell it to the highest bidder. Right. And, and like... Conan's, Doom's like, well, like, I'm rich. Doom's like, that's fine. Conan seeks something higher than his station. That's fine. I got that. I can help him with that. Mm -hmm. So then they take him to where the amulet is, and Conan's hung it around the neck of a goat. Right. And he's like, the goat seems fine. It's a fine item. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you should buy it at a high price. Yes. Steve, like, opens up the Eye of Agamotto, his Eye of Agamotto, to examine it. And, mm -hmm. like, Doom's like, I already tested it, Steve. Right. Okay? I know what I'm doing. Yeah, get out of here. 
And he's just like, yeah, you think your metallurgy is going to be able to tell you what's up? He's just like, I think there is a great power to this. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 there's a dark energy. Mm. And like, you know, Doom's like, I fear no power. Like, it's it's fine. So then like, Steve basically opens up a portal so yeah. they can go check out... Um, to the Ditgoverse. <laughs> yes, to the Ditgoverse. No, but they're going to go check out Colin Goth because he's not dead. Oh, like, no. He, like, he disappeared with him. And like, Conan's like, I fought him many times. And like, I've killed him many times. Right. And he just keeps coming back. So I'm going with you. Yeah. And so they all go on a merry adventure through the Ditgo um, universe, basically, because they're going in that way so that they you can't see that they're coming. Colin Goth won't know that they're there. Right. And... um. Basically, um, they are about to enter into where he'll be. And like Strange is like, so when we get through here, he'll know that we're here. Yeah. So we might want to be like quiet about it and try to gather as much intel as possible. Mm-hmm. And like, as he's saying this, Doom's like, Doom is cowed by no man. And like, Conan likes this. He's yeah. just like a magician with the heart of a warrior. <laughs> Rock on. Yeah. So they enter in and like Conan's like, you don't have to, you don't have to go with a soft wizard. <laughs> Speaking to Steve, he's like... I don't need you, Conan. I don't need any of this. He's like, we'll go in quietly, Conan. All right. And we just see Conan immediately jump into battle and he's just killing people left and right. Yep. And like, I love this moment between Steve and Doom where they're looking at him and Steve's just like, he's effective. And Doom's <laughs> like, he is that. Yes. Like, Conan, like, they're not doing anything. Conan is just wrecking everyone's day. Right. And like, he, they run on, they make their way like to where Colin Goss should be. He's not there. And like Conan's like, all right, here's the deal. We'll set a trap. He's not here right now. So here's what we're going to do. You guys go clean up all the bodies. I'll put on their guard. <laughs> right. And pretend to be one I'll of their I'll do a guards. Conan adventure. It's going to be great. And like Steve's like, he's growing on me. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. This is fun. Finally, the Steve, like Conan book I want is going to happen. And instead, Doom's like, I've had enough of this crap. And he just shoots Conan with magic, which <laughs> knocks him out of it. And he takes the amulet. And then, now that he has the amulet in hand, um, he uses the Crimson Bands of Ciderac to get Steve out of the oh way. Oh, my God. Right? And he's just like, right on! I got the amulet! Here we go! I'm gonna do like what I'm supposed to be doing with this power because like it came to me in a vision. I'm supposed to have this. Yeah. And the amulet immediately turns on him, and it starts to tighten, and it just pops his head off. What? <laughs> and then Cullen Gap shows up, and he's just like, Cool. <laughs> hey guys, Conan, yeah. Strange, we fought before. Yeah. Strange has fought doing Colin here? Ga- before. Oh. And so, like, this is what I was talking about, where they have crossover with yeah. this, with Shumagorath, with other things. And I'm like, yes, thank yes. you. That's what I want from my Doctor Strange. Doom is clearly on the next cover, so, you know. So he didn't really die, but whatever. So don't worry about that, everybody. Probably a Doombot, who knows. I don't care, but this is awesome. Yeah. And I'm, like, back on Savage Avengers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's nice. So, there you go. Yeah. And uh, and finally, uh, before we wrap up, by the way, hashtag Bloodshot. Oh, I dropped some stuff. When the first three issues, I think, of Bloodshot, newest volume. With some stuff in comes the Comes out on Wednesday. You can get it. And you'll get a sticker. And you get a sticker or something. It'll be fun. Some kind of sticker. Yeah. Hashtag Bloodshot. I'm Randomly gonna... selected. Sorry I started shaking about you guys. That's okay. Uh, and yeah, X-Men uh, number three from Hickman and uh, Lanil Yu. X-Men number three, subtitled, Thank You for Being a Friend. Oh my God, X-Men versus the Golden Girls. Which I think other people I'm sure have made that call, but I'm reading this and I was like, I would oh really God. like to see this revival. Yeah. Uh, the long story short is that um, they can't access the Savage Land, the X-Men that is. Yeah, yeah, because like the Savage Land is like growing crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, all of a sudden, like, these, like, uh, hazmat-suited, steampunky-looking individuals come through there and use this green goo to to take out the mutants there. Yeah. 
and like start controlling the farms. And then it's revealed that it's a bunch of old gals. Yeah, who are called um the horticulturists. The horticulturists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this is without a doubt the newest and greatest villains that the X-Men have ever faced. I don't care. I love no, them. No, I'm saying like it's I... a group of a gaggle of old broads who just want to okay. they're basically poison ivies. Yes, I know. And <laughs> so let's be honest people, I love poison ivy. And I love the Golden Girls. Yeah. This is anything and everything I've ever wanted in life. Yeah, literally it's that. <laughs> it's just it's if the Golden Girls were big poison ivy fans. They're yeah. like they're going to revert the world back to a time when you know, plants ruled or some crap. You know, they they love plants and they want to like fix it and you know, but, Uh-huh. So you know. Well, no, it's not just that. Like, they've been working for companies who are using their, like, skills and, yes. like, research to fund what they wanted to, and they, they're tired of it. Right. They're at that point in their life, they're, they're like, done. The, the long game is not working. The Let's... long game is done. Also, like, why should you decide what yes. I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. You're not in charge of this crap. Yeah. Screw you. Uh, so, basically, the X-Men dispatch a team uh, to deal with these people. Yes. Uh, the team, of course... Uh, is the the dirty work team? It's Cyclops and Emma and uh, Sebastian Shaw because you know you need a you need a negotiator, I guess. I guess this. I I will say here's the thing about this book. Um, before we get into it even further, yeah. Um, initially, Lineal use Lineal. Yeah, Lineal. Lineal use artwork. I was not feeling it. Right, this issue in particular. It works right, for this issue. No, the most. right at the beginning, I still was not feeling it. Mm-hmm. But throughout the re- throughout the book. The coloring shifts, mm-hmm. and suddenly it all works. Yeah, and I don't blame him. I think the colorist at the beginning wasn't doing the work that was their justice. Yeah, and necessarily in particular, it wasn't working with the um, the line art. I would say. Yeah, and there were some panels later on where it's very flat coloration, and yeah. they're fantastic. Right, and so I just think it wasn't a good fit necessarily. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's just my opinion. I'm hopeful that like that means that they noticed it and made the change. I'm wondering because it progressively got better. Yeah. Like there's some really great panel work here. Right. Anyway. Uh, so the X-Men face against the horticulturists and they're like, yo, knock it off. Yeah. And it's funny because like we've already seen these ladies are sassy with one another. Oh my God. And so like whenever Frost shows up, she's like, I don't hit old ladies. Right. And, and I also like, can't read their minds. Mm-hmm. So Sebastian Shaw decides to woo them. Right, I mean, you kind of missed like the the big part of this. Well, part. there are two big parts. There's one where we see Jean and Emma interact with each other, and it's it's very catty. It's like a dance. It is. It's well, very. Well, it, it's catty, but it's not because they know exactly what they're doing. Right. Well, they're like, and they well at the end of their little like back and forth, they're like, ha 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 ha. Let's have dinner later. We'll have, we'll have drinks. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll talk about that. I guess. Uh. Basically, oh, I'm on the wrong thing. Um. You know. Emma shows up. Uh, they, this they, is in particular where some of the coloring falls flat for me. Yeah, it's not great. I was like, ooh, this is not doing that line art any help. No, but Emma makes her entrance and Jean says, I love those shoes. Um, you know, Emma says you could borrow them. Jean says that she's not really into borrowing things. It's really more like your style. Right. Which I guess is implying. Well, like, she says you could borrow them, but they're not your size. Their right. Their size is too small. Oh. So she makes fun of her feet and then borrowing. Yep. And then you're a yeah. whore. And then, uh, says, okay, well that was fun. Yeah. Let's get drinks later. Yep. Sure. You're buying. I'm always buying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, they fight against these. Well, Sebastian Shaw decides he's going to like, 
He's gonna woo them. You know, he's like, I'll impress them with my like fem- with my with my Sebastian Shaw E. Wiles. Yes. And uh, they just shoot him in the face with green goop. Yeah, which like gets rid of his powers. Like he just have his powers. The in. goop in like renders mutant powers inert. Yes. Exactly. By the way, saw that coming from a mile away. You wasted an entire full page of Sebastian Shaw saying a whole bunch of bullshit. That you knew was just gonna be. I didn't completely I, thrown in his. I was like, he, he's like, so yeah. I, I, I just, what we should do, and he's like, and I've slept with women who are old and young, and you know, like you're no different. I'm I interested. appreciated it because again, it was a character moment. I, I'm okay with them taking it was up funny. that, that yeah. space because I thought the pacing in this was really good. It was good. I agree. Um, no, but uh, yeah, and then the snare dump drum happens. They knock him on his ass. What I don't understand is how they get away. Because, like, Cyclops blasts them. One of them says, like, oh, you broke my hip. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then they take him down. Um, and they uh, they try to take out Emma. They give them their spiel about their whole backstory. Yep. And then they leave. Yeah, well, what are they going to do? I don't know. Like, what is Emma going to do? They're just going to blast her. Right. Well, so she's she diamond, so that. she could punch them or something. Right, but, know, like, they, but they have long range. They will hit her. There's four true. of them with these green goop guns. It's the goop guns. That they really will get them. her, yeah. and then she won't be diamond anymore. Right. And they've already ruined her self-esteem. That's true. Like, yeah. they zing her in a way that only an old lady can. I loved it, too. Because there's a great, Because like, they won't curse, either. No. Which took me a little bit, because some of them, like, they bleeped out for themselves. I was like, is that... Wait, what? Yeah, what are you saying? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. I love it. They call her a, they call her an S word with a serious P word problem. You yeah. need to wash yourself. Yeah, they her, call her a tart first. Yes, which is great. Yes. Um, but Emma's friggin' reaction is 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 the stuff of legend. It is. Where she's just like, this is a meme. What? <laughs> and like Cyclops is clearly trying to keep it together. Yeah, you know he's gonna like start laughing any second. Yeah, he's just like, mm, oh just, no, I can't. I'm gonna tell Gene this later. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Emma's gonna take that out of his head later. Yeah. Like. I'm going to do a little Morty's mind blowers yeah, that, on you. That didn't happen. <laughs> these, these old ladies didn't get one up on me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Cyclops got gooped. Yeah. So I got gooped. And then Emma tells the, 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 the council, like, we got a new problem. Yep. And they live in Florida. and They're, <laughs> they're going to go in on the lanai. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, is, the horticulturist. Was this ridiculous? Yes. Very. Can I see that some people probably will see this as stupid? Totally. Sure. But it's like, this is what we're, sp- this is the thing that Hickman's doing with this series. Where right. he's like, look at the, fu- like, these are the, like, listen, if I wasn't going to just flip the whole universe over on its ass again, like if it wasn't going to be a big thing at the end, yeah. this is the, this is the life that the X-Men would deal with. Where it's like, they're dealing with their, with their island. The island just banked another island and made a bigger island. Like there's the horticulture colors like i'm creating well, new characters but what i think he's also doing is he's throwing all of these like balls in the air yes that we don't know which one is the actual issue no and like and so like there's something about that because there are things here that could either could be completely like like a throwaway throw away and we'll never see it again or there could be things that could be de- developed later on yes. and i think that's kind of smart because he is doing this almost this magician act here where he's just like oh look at this look at this look at this look at this yeah so you'd never see what's coming that's right and i'm like that's admittedly really well, cool and you'll be surprised by how what by how how they'll all tie into and, each other. Yeah, and I really did like these characters. Yeah, they're fun. Um, I was like, all right, these are fun. I had a really good time with it. I truly enjoyed it. It was my favorite X title of the week. Right, easily. For me. Um, but again, I totally get where someone might have an issue with them. Big time. I completely can see it. Especially if like you've been like excited about the fact that 
um, like that X Men's back in a big bad way, and yeah. then they're like, oh, like, and they fight old ladies, right? Now they are very capable and they're smart right. and they're plotting and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it's just like, listen, I'm doing a new era of X Men. They're not gonna and they're not gonna fight Mister Sinister and Magneto and Apocalypse. Yeah. So what are they gonna fight? Like, they can't just be robots again. No. So it's like, look at all the. This is the new era of X Men villains, and right. it's like, it's a joke because they're old ladies, but it's all. But if they were sexy and young and thin and had like crazy outfits, you'd love it yeah so it's like it's just that it is just that but like it's also dealing with they're having like antagonists come from every side of what the x-men are dealing with right now from the genetic side from the like um avoiding uh ai side of it from the nature side of it now with these women and from like whatever the hell apocalypse is doing (laughs) exactly which we will find out yeah nearby um, but yeah, so, uh, I guess I recommend it. Right? I'd maybe at the out. end of the day, maybe what we don't know is that, like, there's, like, Hickman secretly setting up the people that, that the X-Men are gonna have to lean on, mm-hmm. like, join forces in order to stop Apocalypse. Yeah. Like, if he takes over Krakoa, they're gonna need those old ladies' ability to hack into it. Totally. Yeah. Uh, TB says, GBU inspired me to go digging through the boxes of flea markets today and found <gasps> gold, snagged some great 88 JLI and the Demon Etrigan with Lobo poster. Nice. That's fantastic. That's really fun. That's exactly what I want you to do Yeah, with that. no, good for you. Yeah. Uh, Alan Rosette says, saw something about rent going up. Here are some couple nickels from oh, the Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Yeah, it did. Um, and, um, ah, and St. Lucia says, uh, crisis commentary? Learn to say my name properly. Um, yeah, we're not going to do that uh, for both. Um, if you want to say how to pronounce your name, that'll work out great. Um, but I'm not going to do the commentary for, for Crisis. Uh, we will, however, if you're not familiar, there's a great new show called Savage Scream where we did commentaries for streaming services. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, Disney Plus was the, got the first like entry. We did uh, Spider-Man the Animated Series uh, from 94. We did Iron Man the Animated Series 94 and Silver Surfer from 98. Um, and uh, those are a lot of fun. Check them out if you haven't already. Nice. Uh, and we'll hopefully be rolling out with more in the future if the show succeeds exactly um, now, i, I, I want to do dc more later. yeah now before we get into our recommends i would say don't forget that you can enter the bloodshot giveaway that we're doing for this uh bloodshot volume one uh trade that uh we have right here it hasn't even come out yet here it is we have it for you yep um you just have to put hashtag bloodshot in the chat if you'd like to get one and our mod will take down your name if you say it one time she's got you that's right um so you know it's just you know you only get one entry per person no yeah and then we'll throw in a sticker when we send it off to you and why not that we made they're fun they're here they're gonna be for one of you yeah one That's right. Person. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into some recommendations for books that we think we you should check out. Uh, what do you got? Oh, I was so not. For, I'm the one who was like, "We're gonna go into recap," and then I'm like, "Oh, you mean me?" Yeah. Or I mean, you, I can write, I can throw out no, one. No, I, I got it. All I'm, right, cool. I'm down. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan number twelve will come out um, this coming week. The Conan train's not stopping, and I'm on. I'm on board. Yeah, it's too bad Conan twenty ninety nine. I've got not a one way ticket. To Cone... To Chimeria. Yeah. There you go. Nice. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Crumb. I'm going mm-hmm. to the mountain. <laughs> um, this is by Alan Davis and Roy Thomas again. Um, so I'm still excited to see. They awesome. did like a like a short three-issue last time around in Savage yeah. Sword. And now we're doing another one. Mm. I'm, I'm sure... It'll, I think it feels like there's going to be a time jump here. Mm. I'm excited. I'm down. Cool. I'm, I'm down to, to read. Um, Ghost Rider number three. It'll be coming out um, by uh, Ed Brisson and Aaron Cooter. Yep. Um, this is... You know, Briston's writing 2099. He's writing this. That's probably why he has Blaze mm-hmm. where he is. Um, I like the second issue of this series more than the first one. So I want to give the third one a try. That's fair. Um, Dollhouse number two. 
the the um short mini black label series hill yeah. house black label book um by uh mike carey and peter gross um this is the mike carey who wrote lucifer who's written many comics out there uh it has a straight up old school vertigo feel to it right so if you're missing that I would say go grab this because it has that feel yeah. that I have been longing for. <laughs> um, something is Killing the Children number four is coming out. There's going to be two variants on this. They both look pretty cool. I only noticed that because I was like, well, what does the other one look like? Yeah, well. Um, it's by James Tynan. Uh, the fourth, Tynan. 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 The fourth and uh, Werther Del Edra. Edra? Del. I'm really bad at names. That's fair. But yeah, uh, I, I would check that out as well. I literally love this series. I like am looking forward to finding out what is killing the children. No, uh, yeah, I know. It's something. <laughs> it's something. And I'd like to know what that something That's is. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to recommend The Amazing Mary Jane. Uh, this series is just fun. It's just it's just some fun stuff. Just like it. So check it out. Uh, Tales from the Dark Multiverse. Uh, Teen Titans The Judas Contract. That's right. How could the Judas contract shit itself? I don't know. Let's find out by reading this. Maybe Tara wins. I mean, that looks, that's what the cover seems to indicate. Man, I'm going to... It's Dollhouse Family. I've been calling it Dollhouse because I... Because that sounds like that's what the name of the... It's Dollhouse Family. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's that. All right. That's the one. Fair Go enough. get it. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight. Finally, more book. <laughs> it's coming out. It's a really uh, neat cover. Man, Sean Gordon Murphy crushes it. He just knows what to do. Uh, also, are you ready for another Dark Knight Returns? Because Dark Knight Returns 3, 4, The Golden Child is coming out. Number one from Frank Miller and Raphael Grandpa. Oh my god. Well, that's, I, that can't be how you say his name. <laughs> I've heard, I have literally listened to an interview with Frank Miller. He says Grandpa. Uh, I'm sure it's Grandpa. But, uh, in any event... The Golden that, that Child. That way better. Uh, the, I can't wait, man. First of all, uh, Frank Miller, no subheading, no Brian Azzarello bullshit, just mm -hmm. Frank Miller, his crazy bullshit. And you got Raphael Grandpa's crazy, awesome-looking art. Uh, I can't wait. With uh, not a pinch of irony, I'm just looking forward to reading it. Okay. I want to see how nuts this could get. It's uh, true. Uh, also, how Hawks and Pox are getting a hardcover. House of X, Powers of X. Hardcover. All of them going together in one book. Wow. That's how they were going to handle it. It's one book. That's it. Damn. It's not very big, so I'm going to move back. But, uh, yeah. Uh, we were talking about, like, how are they going to do it? Yeah. One book. Boom. Mm -hmm. No bullshit. Uh, I am really sick of 2099. I was really surprised by how, how fast that happened. But I am going to check out Doom 2099 because it's written by Chip Zdarsky. Oh. Yup. Oh, <laughs> crap. I guess I'll have to read this now. Wow. Thanks, Zadarsky, for being so talented. Now I've got to read it. Oh, well. But uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing all these books. Uh, these are the books we think you should check out on New Comic Book Day on Wednesday. As we roll closer to the holidays, there'll be fewer books that come out. So, you know, stock well, up. What's funny is this time next week, we'll be, you know, talking about whether or not Doomsday Clock's coming out. Oh, my God. Doomsday Clock is supposed to come out on the 18th. We'll see. I, I mean, right? I know they said it's coming, but like, it's coming. it might not. Who knows? <laughs> there's, there's plenty of time for it to be late. But uh, yeah, so let's find out who won. Let's do it. This. Uh, by the way, if you do win, please email me 
your contact information, which I can then send over to the Valiant people who will send it to you. Uh, contact me using the email address sal at comicpop.net. Uh, I'll be able to use that. Uh, just, just email me at that address, and I will... Take your information down, and we'll we'll make it all happen. But uh, you need to be able to do that, and, and and it would be it would be really really terrific if you were in the continental United States. That would that would help everybody out a lot. Um, but yeah, so uh, shoot me an email when you win. Whoever it is that has won this 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 contest, uh, a winner has been chosen according to our mod Danielle, and that winner is Charlotte Hefke or Hefke. Uh, Charlotte Hefke, congratulations, Charlotte. You have this, and maybe one of these. One of these. Not, I, I, I handed these to them. <laughs> one of the, you got this. Congratulations, Charlotte. You hold these the whole time. Hi, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're bad with names. Yeah. So much so that I just ask people when I when I meet them. Just just spell it out for me phonetically. Give it to me yeah. like that. Exactly. I need it. Um, but yeah, uh, Charlotte Hefke, congratulations on winning the Bloodshot book. Uh, once we get a con, uh, you know, confirmation that you have one, uh, hey! there we go. Congratulations, that's great. Uh, so yeah, email me sal at compop.net, uh, and I will take down your information and send it over to Valiant. Make sure that you get what's coming to you. Uh, that sounded ominous, but it's not. Just getting a comic. But uh, yeah, so there we go, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. By the way, before we go, um, we're going to do another giveaway uh, to <gasps> next giveaways. week. Uh, for the next three weeks, we're going to be doing Valiant giveaways. So if you didn't get a chance to win this time, come back next week. Do the, the We'll do a different hashtag, but come back next week. We'll do another giveaway where you will get not only a sticker, but also a comic from your good people at Valiant. Uh, so congratulations to Charlotte Hefke for uh, succeeding in winning by uh, random selection. Yeah. Uh, please email me, saladcompop.net, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, ah, you're in Germany. Okay, well, we'll make that happen anyway. That's we'll fine. What happens. Uh, make it work. But uh, yeah, so uh, thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Uh, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, click the bell to get notifications, click all notifications to actually get those notifications. Uh, you know, sign over your firstborn child, uh, fill out a you know change of address form, and then uh, you know shine a light in the sky, and then you'll get a notification that a video came out on this channel. But we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us, of course, in the live episode of Off the Rack. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode. Stay tuned this week. We're looking forward to doing more and more videos for you, uh, and there's more to come. So that's right. Stay tuned. Thank you to everybody for the anniversary wishes. That's yeah, very that was very, very sweet of you. Um, thank you all so, so not much. Not only um, just today on social media in general, but also in this chat. You guys are so wonderful. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.